V8 Supercars were at Queensland Raceway last weekend and we wrap it up this week on Inside Motorsport. I hope you'll stay with us. It was an interesting weekend at Queensland Raceway for the V8 Supercars with three races and no shortage of action. Jamie Wincup's mid-season five-pack continued as he sat on the front row alongside his teammate Craig Lowndes for the first race on Saturday. And after a great battle mid-race, he took out the solid win. It's no team orders. We, we race hard and fair and uh, had, a, had a good good on a scrap. It was good. I hope, hope everyone enjoyed it. I ran a bit deep into one, yeah, and then he got me back. So then I had a lunge into three and happy days. Yeah, that's what. Uh, it was hard and fair. We want to be able to race, you know what I mean? I, I certainly had the quickest car then. So, um, yeah, I'm sure he'll, he'll tune up to the next one. But... Um, I was sort of coming through. In the second Saturday race, it was Winkup again who took the win, ahead of his teammate Lowndes. But the story of the race was the battle between Nissan's Michael Caruso and Volvo's Scott McLaughlin, which resulted in the two making contact in turn six. McLaughlin spun off the circuit and Caruso given a pit lane penalty. Here's how the two reflected on the incident. Probably people didn't understand my frustration when I finished the race because, um, you know, when you have a clash with your mate, it's, it is seriously awkward, you know, and that's probably what I was upset about, you know, like at, um, you know, geez, the last thing I wanted was the both of us to have that happen. So, um, yeah, I was pretty upset. and Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to take. Like, we've had really good pace all weekend and been in some really good opportunities to be, you know, probably top five all weekend. Um, but, you know, circumstances happen. I'm sure we'll get some back sometime, but... Yeah, our luck hasn't been too good lately. Look, me and Scotty, well, uh, we catch up all the time, and so um, yeah, look, I'll uh, I'll definitely um, yeah have, be having a shout at the pub. Wing Cup was confident that the team was back on track for the rest of the year. Yeah, was... we, yeah, we feel confident we've made some gains. Obviously, we um, that race showed that there's still plenty more to go, but um, we certainly made some gains from the start of the year, which is what it's all about. On Sunday, the Nissan Hornet of James Moffat surprised the field by taking his first ever pole position. Oh, yeah, I guess uh, we're probably as surprised as anybody to, to be on pole, uh, especially me personally, because I, I've been struggling this weekend. And uh, But after Michael put put the car on the front row yesterday uh, obviously proved its capability um, but yeah I have to say probably as a team we are a bit bit surprised about that because we sort of were braced for a bit of a difficult weekend just based on uh, the layout of the circuit and uh, sort of especially how we went here last year so um, yes mega effort by the team um, I just said before only everybody knows within Nissan Motorsport how hard it's been and, and uh, how much hard work there still is to go but um, yeah very very proud of everybody for, for not giving up and yeah it's all about the race now and, and finishing the job off. Following some great pit strategy James Courtney took out another victory for Holden Racing Team. Yeah the car was, um, that's pretty loud, the car was uh, really quick all day really. Um, qualifying I ballsed up the first lap um, so, or the second lap, and then we ended up, excuse me, doing our time on our third lap. So the, the car speed was, was excellent today. Um, yesterday we really struggled. We managed to get a time in qualifying, but then the, the race car wasn't that good. So we worked really hard last night on you know, making a, a better race car because of the 200Ks and, and um, obviously more points on, on offer today. And also yesterday we sacrificed a set of greens to, uh, to help us out today. Um, and save that for, for you know, today's race. And it worked out really well. The car speed was phenomenal. Um, 
you know, I was just uh, cruising, looking after everything, staying off the curbs because I heard a lot of guys were damaging tires on the backside of the curbs. Um, so it looked like the Grand Canyon on a couple of them on the exits. So it's, uh, yeah, just, just really looking after the thing. And, and um, yeah, the guys did a fantastic job overnight with the setup. And, you know, I just had to uh, steer the thing around. So it was, uh, it was great. It's excellent uh, when you've got it like that. And you can see yourself just slowly creeping away from the field. You can relax and drive within yourself and, and uh, really manage the whole situation. So uh, not only was it a great win for us today, but it was also uh, a great day for the VF Holden Commodore. It's... Uh, 45 wins, it's uh, one of the most, makes it fourth most successful car, fifth most successful car um, of all time. So uh, congratulations to Holden and also uh, Jamie managed to uh, knock one of those dirty uh, blue things off the top. So uh, great job to him as well. So it's an uh, all-round good day for the line. Craig Lowndes' consistency continued with his third second-place finish over the weekend. We, we buggered up qualifying, to be honest, and uh, you know, we knew it was going to be tough from where we started. We had a couple of strategies going into the, into the race. If we were in traffic, we'd uh, opt to pit on lap one and then obviously do two big longer stints, which is uh, we, we hoped and believed that uh, you know, our tyre... Uh, life was going to be good enough to be able to do that, and I think it proved it today. So it's uh, you know it was it was great by the team to make the, the strategy call. I started the race. Uh, I was behind um, uh, Caruso, who was sort of you know doing his best to keep him behind, and uh, you know we had good car pace, but just couldn't use it. So we opted to go with uh, the pit stop on lap one, which, uh, as I said, got us in clean air, and then we just had to put our head down. And uh, just as James caught us at the end of that uh, second stint, we were out of fuel, so we had to come in anyway. And, uh, and of course, uh, you know, our tyre life at that point, we were starting to degrade as well. So got onto the last set of tyres. Uh, we knew that we had to push hard initially to obviously keep track position. But then from then on, we just had to really uh, look after the tyre, try and manage the gap to Chaz because he was uh, obviously coming out a couple laps later. And, uh, and luckily, we had some good speed right at the end. Ford's young gun, Chaz Mostert, was third. And he was able to withstand a hard challenge from Moffat late in the race to stay on the podium. Yeah, it was uh, pretty pretty intense out there. Yeah, most of the last stint was just trying to chase down Craig. He was quite fast. He had quite good drive in his car, and we could really rush up on him on the corner, but couldn't match him on the exit. So tried to get rid not close enough. But um, you know, had James with me the whole stint, and uh, if I made you know one mistake, then he was going to get me. So had to keep you know driving fast, but without making a mistake, which was was pretty tricky out there. And then uh, James got me close on the last lap and uh, went to the outside of turn three, and yeah, he just locked the front and, and ran wide, and then I had a bit of breathing. Uh, bit of breathing room for half a lap, which was pretty nice for that whole stint. So, um, yeah, it's congratulations to the guys next to us. They did an awesome job with strategy and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's fantastic to get another third today. Can't thank the team enough and looking forward to Eason Creek. Chaz Mostert's third place was small consolation for the team following Mark Winterbottom's race being ruined when a tyre was cut down mid-race and the FPR lead driver was left to circulate at the back of the field and watch his championship lead evaporate in the process. Yeah, I think we've got a little bit of work to do. Uh, you know, obviously our qualifying pace is where we're struggling the most at right now. You know, I qualified sixth and, um, and got on the podium. So if we can qualify up a bit further, I think we can... Um, you know, really consistently get on the podium. It's just our weak point at the moment, so we really need to put a head down and um, and start thinking. How do you think Frosty will uh, react to this losing the championship lead? You know, he's um, a pretty cool cat, so I think he'll go out there do his thing. And um, you know, like enduros are still to come, so they're big points, 300 points per race. So, like Jamie said yesterday, there's a long way to go. So, you know, he's pretty calm and collected. He's normally been the chaser anyway over the years, so. Um, it's, you know, where his strong suit is, so we'll see how he goes. Wing Cup is now the championship leader by 15 points over Winterbottom, and he still believes that Winterbottom is his biggest threat. To, to win or to lead the championship, you've, uh, you've got to have a quick car, 
you've got to be uh, very consistent as well. So um, we've 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 done a, a good job at that. Um, we still need to uh, still need to find a little bit more pace in some areas, but um, happy to be leading the championship. I'd rather be there than than uh, than second or behind. So uh, it's a good place to be, but um, you know there's still a long long way to go. Each week, find out what the men behind the V8 news know and what the drivers and teams are going to do next. It's interviews and opinions on Inside Supercars. Uh, when we all amalgamated, if you like, um, into V8 Supercars, I still felt um, that we still had a, a teams versus a mothership, meaning V8 Supercars. Tune in for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. Melbourne has secured the Australian Grand Prix for another five years, meaning that the Formula One circus will return to Australia through to 2020. V8 supercars will also return to Melbourne in 2015 with the new TV deal for V8 supercars, including the 10 Network and Fox Sports, and it seems that this will pave the way for the V8 races to become points paying for the first time. The Melbourne GP event has traditionally been a non-championship round, but as a pit lane facility was made available to the V8 supercars a number of years ago, and now the TV rights holdings are lining, it looks like it could mean that the series will make some serious racing format decisions over the coming weeks. That's all we have time for on Inside Motorsport this week. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.